Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. Week 10. Game of the year. And 10 storylines about the NFL season. Sit back, find out how the guys do the drive through and enjoy the show. Jalen, we are here. It is another lot going on, but it is another edition of our NFL recap. Been been a little bit. I was not there on Thursday. I'll be back uh, this Thursday. But yeah, big week ten. A lot of chaos. Um, really, from start to finish, it was pretty entertaining. And speaking of the finish, Eagles taking on the the Commanders now. But Jalen, we got a lot to get to. The old men get some redemption. Uh, your Vikings win a, an insane game, maybe the game of the year. Uh, some 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 Dan Campbell action. Things are looking up for for Dan Campbell, and uh, and the Steelers even won a game. But how how are you doing, sir? What a wild uh, man, dude! This was a wild week. It was moments where I was just speechless. You know, speechless of anger, um, surprise, joy. It was just a wild weekend for sure. Uh, like you were saying, you saw the old quarterbacks do their things and just, just something, just teams. Like, I feel like just a lot of these games, just the way they turned out just were very interesting. So can't wait to talk about these with you, man. These are pretty good ones. Oh yeah. No, I agree. And I'm not sure. Um, but I will say you got to give me some props here too, Jalen. You know, the most important thing of all, the, the cold locks, very consistent. You're going to get two and one every week. You know I'm going to get two right and one wrong. You just got to figure out what's going to be the one that's wrong. But I, that's what, like four weeks in a row or something? I'm two and one. I consistently go two out of three on my picks. <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel that. I, I'm consistently one and two for some reason. <laughs> still on a slump. I thought picking the Chargers, I mean, not Chargers, Cowboys, Chiefs, and Seattle, that would uh, pan out very well for me, but it didn't. Only Chiefs, co- only Chiefs got the job done there. But <laughs> man, um, T.J. Hawkinson, man, just really killed the vibes on Christian's do list. Out of all that scoring in Minnesota, he was the one that couldn't just punch it in for us. Um, Saquon and Kelsey did cash in, so Christian's do list went two for three as well. But end of the streak for him. And let's see, he got he went Dolphins. Rams. Let's see. Did the Rams? Oh yeah, they beat, definitely beat. They definitely covered. Wait, no, they lost. Right? Who who won that game? The Cardinals. It was a fast. We'll get to That's that. That's right. It was Colt McCoy. <laughs> That's right. And then he got. It was. Yeah. Okay. I remember now. And then he went Giants. So he went two for one as well. So. Floor, oh, yeah. Yeah. Very very interesting. Like I said, it was a very interesting week. Um. <sighs> I'm glad that he put Vikings as his upset. So I think that's what, something that he's homering in. I put Broncos as mine. That stinks. And you put the text. Which, yeah, that uh, also stinks. <laughs> yeah, that stinks as well. <laughs> but, you know, that's always a worthy try is to throw the Texans name out there. Uh, we're going to have to – that's another thing on this episode. I didn't even tease it at the open, but we'll get to it. We're going to have to have a real conversation when we get to the Texans. That's all I'm going to say here. Okay. <laughs> 
Ready to crack open this slate, and it starts where every great NFL Sunday starts, in Munich, Germany, the Tampa Bay Bucks beat Seattle in the ultimate uh, jet lag battle. The Bucks appear to have stabilized things, and even if they didn't, their division has done it for them. Uh, they beat Seattle 21-16. The Geno hype train slows down a bit. Tough game in Germany, almost rallied late, but the Bucks defense clamped them for most of it, took away their run game. And the Bucks ran it a little bit, and their offense still wasn't amazing, but it was better than it's been. Um, Tom Brady's back in dangerous mode. Yeah, man, this game, uh, you can say Tom Brady's back or you can say Geno Smith finally reverted back to his old self. Uh, that was what me and Christian were talking about this game was. Which game, which does Vegas think is going to happen? It looked like Vegas predicted that outcome, you know, that Brady's back and uh, Seattle's back. Um, dude, I just don't know how I feel about this Geno Smith stuff now because, like, the whole NFC West is just so weird and confusing I mean, yes, the 49ers are good. When we talk about them, though, I'm not going to lie. It was a little shaky. <laughs> and my, it, I mean, if you haven't been – if anyone haven't watched that game, they were down for three quarters. So, but anyways, back to Seattle. Geno Smith just looked like old Geno Smith, like everyone said. So, hopefully he can uh, bounce back to what we were seeing this season. But – Outside of that, we we pretty much got to see what we used to see out of him and Brady and the Bucks. If they're getting back to their old shape and form, Colby, I know you're probably going to be upset to hear that he's going to be playing Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, and Kirk Cousins. To get oh to yeah, the no, Brady. The Brady playoff run potential is still very high. All he has to do is get it together at the end. Um, and the one best hope, Philadelphia, is not looking so promising right now. So, uh, even though they're fighting. Yeah. Yeah, no, the Bucks could legitimately be back. Like, I still think they have major questions. And, like, they're, they're definitely not still have a lot of work to do. But coming into the bye, I can definitely see them getting hot. And their division is just – we'll talk about it, but it's just so bad. It is. It's so weird. I I, I would – it's just weird. That, that That's the key one. I don't know if it's bad. It's just very no. weird. No, no, no. I'll correct you. It's bad, Jalen. You don't have to be nice. It's bad. You can say bad. I will. It's bad. Okay. 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 <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, I still feel like there's a good part of the Seahawks that we've been seeing and just this one game can't write them off yet. That's what well, I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the South, but yeah. No, you're talking about the South. I was talking about the West. Oh, yeah, no, 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 That's why I was like, this is weird, man. No, I agree with you. The South is god-awful. I'm over here hoping that Mariota somehow beats Brady. Like, nah, dude. I Like, I already lost hope in the South, really. So, but we have to talk about, actually, you weren't here for the Thursday game. Um, What are your thoughts on the Panthers pretty much controlling the whole game against the Falcons? Also proving to your point of how weird the South is. Yeah, I mean, the Panthers, it shows you division games are always scrappy. The Panthers play hard for Steve Wilkes. Give him credit for that. The interim coach, he's got him fired up. They're still bad. And the Falcons, it shows that, like, you know, they're still, even though they were overachieving, they're still probably not that great. They're not going to beat out Brady. Um, and the my number one takeaway from that game also is, like, Jed, De- Desmond Ritter might be pretty bad, Jalen, if he can't get in there over Mariota at this point. I mean – Maybe that's mean, but like Mariota was bad in that game. He was bad. Like Desmond Ritter hasn't played a snap. <laughs> like it's not. I don't know, man. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. I was just saying the same thing. I was like, 
there's a reason why we haven't seen them too. You know, it's, it is what it is. You know, maybe if their season's completely written off, but it's not because that's how gross their division is. So Mariota will probably stick with this until the Bucks run away. Yeah. But no, yeah, that was, that was pretty much my take on that one. The South is gross. I have, we'll get to my other thoughts about the South. Uh, when we talk about the, uh, my team, but into the depth of the one o'clock slate now, Jalen, and we got to start with this one. Congratulations to you in the battle of the juggernauts. Your Vikings win just was an insane chaotic ending all time. Bill's loss ending the bills are just in all the crazy chaos games that, I mean, it's swung every which way about a thousand times, but the Vikings come out on top 33-30 in overtime. You're eight and one. You beat the one-time juggernaut Bills, who are now six and three and have lost two in a row. How are you feeling, sir? You have the king of one o'clock at your quarterback. Yeah, I've been saying that. Um, dude, it's like I said, this was one of those moments where I was just one moment. I'm just sitting watching my TV screen, speechless of just complete anger because we're down 17-0. And it's, you know, another prime time, prime moment of Kirk Cousins in a big moment, not showing up. And then just the same thing they've been doing every game this season so far and just showing up at the last minute. And the second half is just insane. I'm sitting there. I literally knew I was I had to literally go. I didn't even watch the halftime show. I had to go do my start my laundry. I was like, I had to like tell myself I knew that this second half was going to be insane. And I strapped myself in for that. And boy, oh boy, was I right. That was so fun to watch. Um, dude, from the moment, from every moment, from the moment where they went for the fourth down with Kirk Cousins sneak and they didn't get it to the, I was literally sitting there like, you know what? We're right there. We just got to <laughs> get the ball. And we sure did. And I was like, no way did we just get the ball. <laughs> I, was I was like, no way did we just do that. And then, you know, Gabe Davis, the bobbled catch, that the bobbled catch that was rolled a catch. So there's a bunch of things that was just insane to take away from that game, man. And it was a, it was a good one. I don't know. Main takeaways from that one is <laughs> I, what's going on with the Bills probably need Josh Allen some support in the run game. Because, I mean, they tried, and our run defense isn't the best, but they still couldn't get much going. So no, that was a that was a crazy battle. You had the turnovers at the end. Um, I, I would watch the end of that game, and I was just in utter shock. I can't imagine like what you were going through there. Oh, I was <laughs> off the charts, man! Off <laughs> the charts. I couldn't believe. Everybody to see that. <laughs> oh yeah, no, Christian asked for a live stream video. Like I was when I had to do the live stream. I was I was deaf. I was loss of words. Like I couldn't describe what it was. Like, I'm still at a loss of words almost. And it's almost been, you know, a whole day for me to process it. And it's just like, I'm wearing the Vikings hat. People ask me, how you feeling? I'm like, I feel great, you know, especially about that game. But it's just like, I don't know what else to say from it. We were down 17, you know? And it was like, just like you said, though, it was like a classic Bills collapse. And it's been the Vikings theme to take advantage of that this year, of any collapse and come back from it. So that's why I was just like, man, it's still... It's good to get one against a juggernaut, though. It does feel good. And uh, I don't know if you guys remember those power rankings, but this November. The Vikings on the rise. I think that's the last game that needs to prove the point, though. We have to make it through Thanksgiving. 
I'm not going to write. They're not getting any higher credit until Thanksgiving. It's honestly the best Thanksgiving game in years, too, with the Cowboys coming off a loss. Ooh. Oh, no, Cowboys. We get Cowboys. Oh, wait, that's after. That's before. No, we play the Patriots on Thanksgiving. That's right. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. That's before. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I think y'all should beat the Patriots. Vikings are really good, man. They, they win these close ones. Y'all are in line to get the two seed. The Bills maybe aren't the juggernaut we thought they were. They have some real problems. Um, Colby, you have to remember, I know you say we could beat the Patriots, but it's at New England, and it's at 8 o'clock. That's true. That's a good point. And it's yeah. about – actually, yeah, y'all yeah. probably do it. I was about to say, that's, a, that's why I said you have game. to wait till that. Time, no way he gets it past the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that game's going to be scary. Like, I, I'm not going to sit back and lie to you all. That, that you got to win that one, though. got to make a statement. Yeah, that's the statement game. This was a this was the first start of the statement series. How about that? This is a statement series. Next is oh, that's a huge face mask and Goddard's hurt. But wow. Um, but like I said, Dallas, they're gonna be coming off of a mean. They're gonna try and come back on us because we can't beat them these last couple seasons either. So it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. All right. You ready for the next one, sir? Yeah, I had to get that all out. Yeah, that was good. Eight and one Vikes. Okay. The next one, another instant classic. Had to watch it. Was loving every minute of it on the 1 o'clock slate. Lions 31, Bears 30. Dan Campbell, first road win as a head coach. It was in a wild fashion. Justin Fields continues to show why he's the most electric, budding young star quarterback in the league and why he's also still a very mistake-prone young quarterback. He did make some costly mistakes that did kind of cost him the game, but he also made plays that were why they were in the game. Um, the Bears depleted their defense to rebuild the offense around fields. It's going to be smart move long-term. He looks really good. Um, neither of these teams have a very good defense, and it showed. Um, this feels great for the Lions. Dan Campbell, two straight wins. Maybe saved his job, and the Lions have some other good stuff, but you go first. Yeah. Yeah, that's what exactly what me and Christian said about Dan Campbell was if he wins this game, he'll probably keep his job. Uh, maybe two more just to be safe. Oh, yeah, you know, maybe two that. more. Then the Thanksgiving, if you win the Thanksgiving game, no matter what, he'll probably keep his job. But <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like you gotta, you gotta, like you know, take these things in baby steps. Like winning these two division games, though, that's huge, you know, for them. Just, as, just you know, Colt, just for the division standpoint, if they ever think they're going to do something, which they're not. You know? I'm just going to sit on my high throne here. They're not, but I guarantee you those are feel-good wins, especially against the Packers and Bears where everyone was pretty much riding you off against them. So, uh, Colby, you picked the Bears. Me and Christian completely faded you, by the way. Sure you did. I already knew you would, but I had to go all in, man. It's the two teams I could never get. I had to take a big swing, and, of course, I missed. It looked yep. pretty good at times. One of us wanted to even put the Lions as a lock, and I knew I should have done it because then I would have been two and one as well. <laughs> so next time, I'm just going to do that. Whatever you pick as the Bears, I'm just going to do the opposite as my lock. I think that's going to be – I think that's going to work. <laughs> yeah, I got to pick some sound picks, but um, got to make a comeback. So I, I haven't compiled the list yet, but I guarantee you guys are pulling away. So – but, man, this Lions team, man, very feisty. And uh, the Bears offense, very fun. Um, both of them, my favorite take for them is this is a building year, yes, but we have to see these teams take the next step forward next season. I think that's what this game said. They were both so fun to watch. 
that we both, I think everyone knew watching this game that they're not going to get far, but next season should be a very upside season for both of them. I was muted. Sorry. I agree. I think the NFC North has some very fun future potential. And I said the bears. Yeah. I, we both have, are both fully, I think on the Justin Fields wagon of this dude is just electric. He's so fun to watch. Um, But the lions also, the best part about this, the best part about this Sunday for the lions, obviously was them winning, but then at four o'clock, they got a little sprinkle on top when the Rams lost again. They have the Rams pick. That pick is looking a lot better than you oh, yeah. thought it would be when you made that trade. Like, you knew the Rams were going to be good when you gave them Stafford, and now they're terrible. So the Lions are about to be in a position where they feel good, they got some pieces, and they're about to have potentially two top ten picks. They could get their quarterback of the future and get, like, a stud player on defense to keep that rebuild going. Lions and Bears, man, are both both in position to improve. I like that. This rivalry trending upwards. Do you really think the Lions will take a quarterback? <laughs> yeah, they absolutely should. Uh, but like you said, I do think these teams' trajectory is upward, and they have to take that step next season. That, that's why this game told me like this, like their season, like this game, like that must be nice to have expectations low, so that way you can have a fun season this season already at week 11, 10. Like all, if all your games are fun like this, where you're just scoring 30, 30. And they're going down to the wire. I wish I had that. I mean, we did get that this week, but these Vikings, man, every game we need to win, yet our rivals, they're just over here just playing in the playground. The future. Yeah, they're they're just playing for their future. And we're over here just we're all 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 of a sudden we're all in. And I'm just sitting here like, oh God, every game matters for some reason. That two seed. That two seed's looking promising. No, dude, we need the one. Come on, Commanders. They're doing it right now because they, they got the BS call. No, because they also beat you head-to-head. Well, it doesn't matter. That's still a loss that helps us, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. All right, on to a game that was not so fun and that I did not spend as much time watching, full disclosure. Titans 17, Broncos 10. I mean, what more can you say about the demise of Russell Wilson? He is bad. His coach is bad. The Titans offense is not very good, but they have an excellent coach. They play defense, and even they're off. They can't run the ball as well as they have in the past. They struggle. The Broncos do have a good defense, but they're playing really good defense. They held Mahomes to 20 in overtime, uh, and they clamped the awful Broncos. So Titans sitting pretty atop their terrible division. And the Broncos, it's an utter disaster. This year is already lost for the Broncos. Like, they're not turning the ship around. Yes. Yep. I'm completely with you. I this was the game where I was like, dude, they have to win this one. It's Russ off a break. He's supposedly wearing the game card. He was doing all this other things. Nah, man, uh, it's, it's not it. Like you can't, you have to beat the Titans, man. Like this was a game that you must have. They had the lead for a while. They just couldn't do anything once they got it. And it was so boring. This game was local television. So whenever I walked downstairs to get a drink of water, like I saw this game on TV because my family would be watching it, and I'm over. I'm upstairs watching the Vikings. So and while you're in glory and they're in pain, <laughs> yeah. And then, until it came overtime, and then they're just over there watching the Vikings as well. And I'm like, oh, here we go. They're going to be hearing every, 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 every yell that I have in the chamber. So 
they understood, and it was a fun time. It was a great roller coaster that they uh, got to watch after the Bronco game. That's how bad it was for them. So, yeah, man. It's for the Titans, though. They got the job done, if you want to say that. That was, that was that's pretty. Game. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. They got the job done. They finished at home. So, I mean, they came in as a favorite, as a low-point favorite, because everyone, I think, knew this game was going to be low-scoring. So, there you go. There they go. Yeah. Got to give them their respect, man. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. never, it's consistent. Probably a guaranteed uh, – yeah, I was about to say, that consistency, man, is a guaranteed playoff team. That's what exactly what they are. Like, that division's so – it's already – I think it's a guarantee – I think it's safe to say the Titans are in the playoffs just because of their division. Oh, yeah. Oh, easily. Easily. Like, and their situation right now. Yeah. So, they're handling the bad teams like they should. No, you're right about that. Okay. Into the back half of the one o'clock slate, we got the perennial current, most likely MVP front runner, top dog, QB in the league, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. You know, the Jags, they hung, they almost covered. You, you got your lock right just barely. The Jags lose by 10. Uh, the Chiefs had some weird turnovers. Jacksonville got an onside kick on the opening kickoff and still lost. Uh, so the Chiefs, yeah, they're really good. They execute. They lose Juju, scary injury. Kadarius Tony, what do you know? They get him. He looks really good in their offense. Um, yeah, but but I think the Jags, even though this is obviously still a rebuilding year and a lost year, I still think they also feel good about where they're going. Because they do have some real talent. It's realistically still a bad roster. They still have some pieces they need to add. And they will. They have Calvin Ridley coming next year, too. So Lawrence is at least has been in better the last couple of weeks. He's cut out the dumb turnovers somewhat. This game was awesome. Honestly, it started off pretty fun because they get they went for the onside right off the bat. Um, they got it. The Jags got it. I don't know if they scored right off of it though. But this game, you know, it was what you expected. The Chiefs pulled away, and then the Jaffs somehow make it interesting. Um, it was good for the Chiefs, like you said, to handle business. And you know, you see Tadarius Tony doing his thing. Um, the Jags, Christian Kirk balled out. So that's starting to prove their point of buying, you know, spending that bag. Like you said, they were a bad place and you got to spend a little extra money to get players to go there. Starting to look like it paid off for Christian Kirk, you know, like he actually might be worth a little extra pay, especially if he's a solid target and you get Calvin Ridley next year. Talks are going to be heavy for those offensive duos. I mean, it's not going to be as good as, uh, obviously the other Florida wide receiver duo down south i think that would be i think jacksonville is is jacksonville north of miami Miami. south yeah yeah that's what i was saying yeah so yeah miami south i was right yeah so anyways we'll talk about that team here next probably this is my guess we have like what three four one o'clock games left they are next (laughs) i got it right nice um but anyways jags man it's crazy to think this is already a rebuilding year, but I do like the I do like what Doug Peterson's trying to do. You know, you do have to like what they're trying to do over there. And as for the Chiefs, good job staying as a front runner. You know, keeping taking care of business. Good teams cover the spread. You're right about that. The Chiefs, yeah, I mean the Chiefs are the front runners in the AFC right now with the Bills kind of slouching off. Um, Emma Holmes is just great. Andy Reid's great. They're a well-run organization. Are they the number one offense, Colby? They were. Are they still? Are they not anymore? No, I'm asking you. Are they? In your opinion, are they the number one offense in the league? Um, this is a personal opinion. Do you think they are the number one offense? 
in the league? I'll say yes with an asterisk. And my asterisk being, and you know. Waiting for this game to finish? No. You know, I'm oh. actually, no, it's actually not the Eagles. It's actually, and Christian would hard disagree with me on this as the team we both dislike, but when the Bengals have Jamar Chase and everyone out there, their line has, it's still shaky, but it's gotten better. Like, Ooh. the Chiefs are more consistent, so I'll still say the Chiefs are number one, but I'm just saying when the Bengals are, like, clicking and operating at their full capacity, that's the most terrifying offense because they have Chase, Burrow, Higgins, Boyd, and Mixon, when the line's, like, blocking just a little bit and they're clicking, like, it can – they beat the Chiefs twice last year for a reason. Dude, I don't know. I I'm just saying. Know, the Chiefs are I don't know. But that's – That's a good point. I, that's a good point. Like, I didn't expect you to say Bengals. Like, that is actually something that that actually caught me off guard. But, like, I like the take. I was thinking – I was leaning a little bit more towards Dolphins, personally. But but mostly, I would probably have the Dolphins over the Bengals right now, obviously, because of the injury. But in recency bias, because they didn't play this week. So let's go ahead and put that into perspective. Bengals didn't play this week. They were on a bye week. So they also don't have chance. No recency bias, probably, in that take. But I do, the Dolphins are, oh my God, get up and go, get up and go. Oh, we fumbled it. Oh, the Eagles are throwing this game away. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what's going to happen? Anyways, yeah, man. It's just wild. (laughs) Sorry, I was muted again. You know, it really is. Um, But, yeah, so you're speaking of those Dolphins. I agree. They do have a top-tier offense. They cooked the Browns 39-17. Tua was excellent. He was throwing dimes. Uh, two is he's a lot better than I thought he would be, even with the weapons. Like, he is clearly improved, he makes some really nice throws. Um, the weapon McDaniel, what a hire that has turned out to be. He just looks like he's a great play caller, and yeah, the Dolphins are legitimately dangerous. Two is cooking, he's playing great football. The Dolphins are in a great spot, and with this loss, I also think we, we talked about the uh. Broncos last hope. The Browns, this loss, I think, pretty much confirms when Watson's back, it'll be too little too late. Uh, he's not going to be able to right the ship and do anything this year. Uh, hopefully, right? That's I know that's what you guys are hoping for, you know, that by the time he doesn't come back. How many weeks was it you said? Two, three? Next week? No, it's next no. week. It's next yeah, week. Is it next week? That's crazy. Yeah, no, it is next week. The debut. Wow. No, yeah, they're not out of reach. No, dude, they're still in this. They're still in this. They're still, let's let's go ahead and pull up these rankings. Let's go ahead and see these rankings real fast. Um, something tells me they're not too far away from them Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Oh, I'm not talking about the Steelers. I'm saying other teams. The Steelers are bad. The Browns are better than the Steelers. I'm not. They're only three that. games back. The Steelers are not good. Colby, they're only three games back. That doesn't mean they're good. The Bengals in their division, underachieved. In you're, telling me that, you're telling me Deshaun Watson doesn't have a chance three games back in two years. Hey man, there's a chance. You're telling me there's not a chance. I mean, I think they'll win some games, but I don't think they're going to catch up. No, maybe he could snag a seven seed if he has like a miracle run. But two games back from a wild card. Yeah, but after the. T- uh. Mm. <laughs> uh, let's see. Just, just think about it, man. Like it's not out of reach for them. It's a long season. It's a long season. Oh no, wait. Like, 
Oh, I was I was completely wrong. He, he's not. It's not next week. It's two more weeks still. It is two more weeks. Okay, I was about to say. I, I, I knew it was two more weeks because I I knew if it was eleven weeks, dude. Oh, they yeah. definitely and, yes, and they play Bills Bucks the next two weeks, so they're gonna be three and eight when Watson comes back, and then it'll be too late. Yeah, the Bills are gonna be looking for revenge after what's been happening to them these last couple of weeks. So, hopefully, they take. I know. I think we all will be hoping to take care of revenge. So, what do you got for our next game? All right. The Dolphins, final... I, already talk, I already talked about the Dolphins, unless you want to talk about them. Sorry. No, you're fine. I, I mean, I no, I pretty much agree with you. They are pretty dangerous. Like I, I think I said most of what I wanted to about the Finns. Two has impressed me. He's climbing the QB rankings. At some point, we'll have to do an updated QB rankings because this season has shifted him a bit. Well, we, we haven't even done our midseason amendments, bro. We're falling behind. We're falling behind. Okay, we, there's only so much time. No, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so okay, on to the final two games of the one o'clock slate. We have a lot, of, I at least have a lot invested in both of these for various reasons, but we're going to start with this one before we get to America's team. Uh, Jalen, I said, I think we need to have a serious conversation. The Giants 24, the Texans 16. I know we're still driving the Mills bandwagon, but. It may be time to start having a conversation about when do we, uh, you know, dust off the keys, pull into the scrapyard, because I'm not saying it's yet, but it's not looking pretty. And another reason for that, he's not really improving. He's regressed. He hasn't been as good as he was for stretches last year. And they also now with the Panthers win and the Steelers win, the way that the games went this week, other than the Raiders, who are two and seven, Every other team has at least three wins, and the Texans still only have one, um, meaning he's they're probably going to be in position to draft Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or Will Levis or whoever they deem to be the top guy. And he was only third-round pick, so it's not like they're going to be as committed to him. And it just has not been pretty. He could still turn around. I'm still on the bandwagon. I'm not saying it's, it's over yet, but I think we have to have a serious conversation about the end right there. Yeah, we need to have a serious conversation. Of what are you talking about? He put up 300 yards last game. With 60 points. Dude, 300 yards, a touchdown, and yes, one interception, but an 89 passer rating. This dude went off. And I had it written down because I knew you would try to pull up something on my boy Davis Mill. I thought you were with me here on this bandwagon, Colby. I just got back to the supply store on the Oregon Trail. And I came back with supplies, and you ended up getting bitten by a snake. Like, that's what happened. I'm and still, that, no, oh, no. Man. I said <laughs> I'm still on the wagon. I just said we have to have a conversation, a real conversation about that it might not last. Without him? Because, like, I hope you're right. He does have some stuff, but you're, you are right about that. I'm not off the wagon. You, you can maybe take the wheel. I'll still be. How about this? Crowd. The goal of this wagon is to make it to the sunset. Of the season, and you know, we all know. Oh, we'll do that. You think so? You think this wagon will make it to a sunset of a season where, at the end of the year, we're like, you know what? After all things said and done, Davis Mills, you can do this. You can go out there and be. Let's see, who was it? Who is it on a giveaway game potentially? Oh, it's the Colts, so it won't be a giveaway game. So it's yeah, win like this two, three more. Got, got it's got to win two, three games down the stretch here. 
I'm still on the wagon. I, I believe he can do it. He does have some talent. He made one really nice TD throw in the game that I did like. But he's got to show some growth, man. I'm just saying. I'm not saying I would give up on him or that it should be over. But I'm just saying if he doesn't show some growth, they, the Texans, may give up on him. And I want him to make it to your three as the guy. But I'm just saying that's very much in jeopardy right now. He is in jeopardy. I'm not going to lie to you, man. It's the Texans, yeah. <laughs> But he, it's not like he's playing stellar football. Like, yeah, like that is true. Like, 300 yards and only one <laughs> touchdown. Oh, and they're going for a fake. This is, oh, he had to fake it just so he can punt it. That's wise. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's where we are with the Texans. Um, yeah. For the Giants, you know, um, credit to Brian Dayball. I mean, it's never – it's kind of – they play, like, very similar games every week. Um, but he, he always, usually comes out on top. They're 7-2, top wild card in the NFC right now. Who would have thought that Daniel Jones would, would turn things around like this? He might get a, a contract next year. Maybe not. I don't know. But he probably should. They're 7-2. Um, yeah, Brian Dayball is very impressive, man. As they continue to build up this roster, get, like, some better receivers now that – they actually seem like they have people who know what they're doing running the team. It's, it's exciting times for the Giants, man. I'm glad they are back as a franchise. Yeah, we we said that early in the season. We were like, we love New York football being back. Um, anything but the Cowboys and Eagles winning the NFC East in my book. So, shoot. Right now, like, honestly, this is the best thing ever, watching the Eagles play the Commanders. And if there's any team I want to beat the Eagles right now, it's definitely the commanders because Colby you weren't here for it, but I think it's safe for me to say to make this a little interesting for the last two minutes of this game me and Christian did pick the commanders to win this game I said outright he said the cover I honestly liked the commanders in the points when I picked it on the pitch. yeah it was 10 and a half yeah I took the points so. yeah so everyone here put man, the commanders, I thought so. they might cover yeah, we all you two thought they would cover. I I said I said dub because you know I've been rooting for the downfall of these Eagles for a while, and the commanders put gave us a hell of a fight. <laughs> so, all right, who's uh? Oh wait, hang on. Go ahead and pause it. Oh yeah. All right. All right well, before we finish- I'm sorry to cut you off, man, but 11 seconds left. The Eagles are about to lose, and this is why I'm cheesing so hard. It's such a beautiful sight to see. What are your thoughts right now? I mean, it was going to happen eventually. This is huge for the Commanders. They're 5-5. Five and five. Definitely some major concerns about the Eagles. They, they're they going to lose some credibility now. But they're still, to me, um, I still think they're the best team in the NFC. It's a bad loss. Um, but I still really like everything they're doing. It was going to happen eventually. They're no more 17-0 watch. They could just focus on improving. They needed to be humble yeah. a little bit maybe. Um and man, I mean, you know, I I said a lot of I've said a lot of bad things about your boy Taylor Heineke, um, and I still don't really believe in him. But he wins more games than Wentz does. Like I thought Wentz would be better, but he was bad. And Heineke has made a little run here. He's kept them relevant. Hasn't always been great, but great job. Hats off to Ron Rivera. Commanders got some nice pieces, man. Five hundred. Yeah, five hundred. Um, here's what I wanted to ask you. The, the announcers just said Heineke potential last start. What are your thoughts on that? That they're going to go back to Wentz? Yeah. I mean, that's surprising, honestly. Heineke's been better. Than Wentz was bad the last times he played. I mean, I get yeah. 
has more talent though. So I understand it, I guess. You're like, well, what if Wentz like starts balling with the rest of this team? These guys that are balling, we could be actually good. Um, that is surprising, but I understand. Oh, just seeing the commanders gritty on them too. Oh, it's just salt in the wounds. <laughs> All of it. I love it. But yeah, like you said, the Eagles definitely needed this to be humbled. I think they're going to bounce back pretty easily. Um, I really do hope Heineke keeps it, keeps the start for the next couple of games, regardless of uh, Wentz's health. So, dude, this was, <laughs> I was so surprised because at first I could have swore the Eagles were up big. And then next thing I knew, I come back home and commanders are winning. So, Heck of a game, man. What do you got to say? That's all I got to say. Heck of a game. I'm so so proud of Heineke right now. Impressive for the commanders. Ron Rivera, man, he, he's a good coach. He deserves some credit for this. He's he's the best coach Washington's had since the last days of Shanahan um, when they had that super staff with every head coach in the league on it. Um, yeah, Ron Rivera deserves a lot of credit. Commanders, very much alive right there in the thick of the NFC wildcard race. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Four NFC. Chase Young's getting healthier, and that's the crazier thing. They'll have even more of a shot if they get Chase Young back. That's true. All right, you ready to go back to the slate? Mm -hmm. And here we go with the final one o'clock game: the Pittsburgh Steelers, victorious once again, proving without a doubt that while they are still certainly a very bad team, they are not. The worst team. They beat the Saints 20 to 10. And that pretty much summarizes my thoughts on the game. I'm sitting there watching it and I'm like, you know, I don't feel very much better about the Steelers, honestly, but the Saints are really bad. The Saints are atrocious. And I was sitting there thinking the whole time, like the Steelers' offense was still not great. It was 20 points. That's about around what they average. Um, so Pickett at least didn't have any turnovers. But, yeah, but the whole game, even though the offense, when they get a frustrating stop, I'd be like, okay, but I'm not at all worried that Andy Dalton's going to go down the field and score here. And he didn't. He got 10 in the first half, and he didn't score after halftime. So the Steelers, I don't feel too much better about them. I'm glad Pickett didn't have any turnovers and they won. Um, the Saints are just atrocious. <laughs> so I was about to say, a big takeaway was Pickett did great against uh... – you know, no turnovers against a great oh. – I think the Saints defense was pretty solid. So, I always – that's one thing I always say about the Saints is, even though, yes, their offense is doo-doo garbage, <laughs> but you have to remember the Steelers are, you know, they have T.J. Watt back. So, yeah. him being him being back, you know, is a huge piece. You guys are undefeated with, this, with him this season in the lineup. So, hey, big, big shout-out for him and y'all for that. Um I mean, you guys are right there. What, what we're, I was talking about, you know, three and six Browns still being in the thick of it. You guys are still are too. I mean, it's the AFC. Yeah, it's still hard to come back up there, but yeah, you're in the, you know, you're still on the mix. You're not completely written off, you know. So, uh, and like you said, they're, you're not the worst team out of all of them. And I, I understood some of your frustrations about how Najee Harris actually finally got some good carries this game. But I also think it's mostly because I think T.J. Watt was part of this victory. I mean, it's crazy how much he has an impact on the defense, man. Yeah. I mean, it really is. So. Night and day. He gets mm -hmm. right after him almost every time. 
the yeah. saying that he creates. So I can understand his frustrations of when he got him when he pulled, tore his pack the first time. He I can understand now because that dude is a monster and he is a game changer. So we'll see what happens with the Steelers going forward. Saints aren't you know the best team, but they are a good team for T.J. Watts to get warmed up on. So and that for sure was true. I think the Steelers are going to be bad, but I do have a dream. Knock on wood, and I think it's possible that they could run the NFC South gauntlet. That they're going to be a bad team, but they'll be four and zero against the NFC South because they still get to play the Falcons and the Panthers. They've already beaten the Bucks and Saints. <laughs> so that's where we're getting our wins this year. <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. If you beat the Bucks, man, that'd be hype. We already did. Oh well, there you go. Hell yeah, I completely yeah, forgot about that. Falcons and Panthers now. Completely forgot about that. Yeah, if you beat the Falcons and Panthers, that'll be electric. You guys at least sweep at the. Why don't we win like that'll two? Be, that'll be a takeaway to bring. You know, that'll be at least one takeaway of the season. <laughs> yeah, Pickett, Pickett also had like sixty rushing yards and a touchdown, so he shows his mobility. To me, he's like almost like a more mobile Mac Jones. Like he's better than Mac. I feel like he'll be better than Mac Jones just because he can move around. Like I like that his mobility. He's still got a lot to learn. Um, so I liked some of what I saw. Work to improve, but and yeah, Dennis Allen, man, they had so many penalties. He burned a timeout stupidly in the third quarter that he did not need to. Um, they they just make mistakes. Andy Dalton threw it to the Steelers a few times. Uh, yeah, they're not very good. Rough, rough, rough Saints. Yeah, very rough for the Saints. Dennis Allen, probably not. Who knows how long he's going to be there? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Speaking, and then another thing. Speaking of rough situations uh, and coaches who are bad and Dennis Allen, the Raiders <laughs> lose 25-20 to the Colts. So, yeah, Jalen, I got to give you credit. This is one of your best takes uh, in the time that we've been doing this show is that Josh McDaniels was just going to be an absolute dumpster fire. And, uh, yeah, I'd say this pretty much proves it because he just lost to a guy who was doing TV a week ago, a week ago, and came in (laughs) after he's been coaching the whole season. And the guy who came in after a week just beat him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So take the floor on this one. Um. Actually, before I take the floor, Colby, there's only one question that I have to ask for you. Do you think the Colts are going to the playoffs? No. Really? No. Not after Matt Ryan's 30, what, 35-yard touchdown run? No. No. No no fear. Come on. All right. No disrespect. Matt Ryan, that does prove, I will say also, your boy Ellinger, that's that's the brand to wrap on that. Even the yeah, corpse yeah, of Matt yeah. Ryan, the corpse of and Matt Ryan's ghost is still better than Ellinger. Yeah, I can completely agree with that. I think Ellinger might be uh, said and done. I think so. Okay, so I completely agree with you because uh, their schedule is pretty rough, actually, for the Colts. You're, you're ready for this, Colby? Oh, yeah. They got the Eagles next. <laughs> oh, bounce yeah, back. Just seeing what happened to them. Uh, good Frank luck. Frank probably texted the Eagles all their plays after the Colts fired him. Oh, I would have. And Sirianni came, Sirianni came from the Colts. He's going he's gonna to cook them. And then they got the Steelers on Monday night. That's going to be a fun one. That will be. Uh, that's a go-either-way game. Oh, mm-hmm. actually, I mean, say what you want. The Colts haven't beat the Steelers since 2008, I think. 
or 2009. <laughs> like the Steelers have won like eight straight or something against the Colts. Tomlin lost the first time he played him as a coach and has never lost to him since. So he's their dad. There you go. Hey, that's a good thing to go with. Um, and then he has the – they got the Cowboys, a bye week, and then the Vikings. So it's not looking too good for the – I'm not looking too good for the Colts and their playoffs hopes. But I do want to say Josh McDaniels, it's crazy how today I haven't heard any news about this man, especially when you have Derek Carr coming up to the podium crying about how the team's not buying in and how practice and how the results aren't playing out to how they practice. Their car's on so, rotation watch already. I, I, I mean, like, I don't know what they're, what's going on in Vegas, but I do know that they need to get rid of that coach because they could have had Rich Passaccia. Or just any. Who knows where they would have been at. So, but who knows, man? Who knows? These Raiders... And I, that is one thing I'm glad I did call is that Josh McDaniels was wrong. I can't believe it turned out to be this bad, but it's still like, can we please? I'm still surprised that we haven't heard anything about this. Like, I think there has to be a moment where you like have to pull the plug on this, right? Right? Like, like that's my last question for you. Like, when would you pull the plug on Josh McDaniels? Like, for me, it would have been this game, but. I mean, I'm probably at this point just going to let him ride out the season, get a high draft pick, and then probably do it at the end of the year. It's a lot of money to pay, though. Do you think the Raiders want to go through another coaching change? Probably not. But, I mean, it has been an absolute disaster. Um, and, and Yeah, I think they're going to end up – if it keeps going this poorly, like I thought Derek Carr was going to have like a big year, but if it keeps going this poorly, like they might draft Stroud or Young or Levis – or one of these guys. Yeah, just switch off gears. I mean, I wouldn't blame them at this point because Picard's been there for so long. I'll never you know. the big swing. Yeah. So they got to take another. I wouldn't blame them for taking a swing. You could get car. You could get trade value for Carr too, even though he has had a bad year. There are absolutely like teams that would trade for him. There's a lot of bad quarterbacks out there. Uh, no, if you trade for Carr, then you're probably going to have to trade Devontae again because I know Devontae probably doesn't want to stay there. No, no, I disagree. Really? Because he's like, once, that's like where he's from. He wants to be close to home on the West Coast. Like, he wanted oh. to be there. So even though he like Derek Carr is his boy, like, I feel like even if they got rid of Derek Carr, he would stay just because, like, he wants to be close to home. Well, I mean, if it's a garbage fire and you have the type of receiver like Devontae, got to think about it. That's true. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, not yeah. a great situation. <laughs> yeah, not not a great situation. Yeah. All right, you ready for a big one? Yeah. Here in the 4 o'clock window, your boy, your father, just when you think he's completely dead and buried, he somehow beats the Cowboys again. Aaron Rodgers, 31-28. The old Aaron Rodgers. Glimpses of the prime Aaron Rodgers, the ghost. Uh, Christian Watson, the kid, Rodgers finally was like, I guess I'll throw it to these young receivers, even though I hate them. And what do you know? He had three touchdowns, lit up Dallas. Um, you know, I've been propping Dallas up pretty high in my power rankings, so this is a pretty humble loss for them. Definitely some big questions coming out of that one. Um, I'll just say, are you worried at all that Aaron Rodgers might catch some fire off this one, or you think it's just a fluke, Cowboys? No. Not too worried about Rodgers. 
Um, it's a good win for Rodgers. I will say that because Rodgers usually beats the Cowboys. And that was the one thing me and Christian said about this game when we picked the Cowboys was we wouldn't be surprised if this was a classic Rodgers comeback. And what happened? <laughs> it was a classic Rodgers comeback. So um, I'm not really too surprised. I want to see how the Packers do these next upcoming weeks because this game is a great game for them to bounce back on and research on. So let's see how they respond. Same thing for the Cowboys. I want to see how they respond. Um, that's the beauty of doing power rankings, Colby, every three weeks <laughs> is because now we get to see how they respond before we jump the gun on them. So and both for both these teams, too, because I wouldn't lie if I wouldn't lie if I said in three weeks, you know, come week 12 after week 12, I wouldn't lie if I said Packers will probably be right back in the wild card hunt in the thick of it. Do I know their schedule right off the top of my head? No. Am I checking it? Uh, yes, because why not? Let's, um, yeah, let's see, because I'm with you, though, because like, I, do I have to have some concern? Yes, because I would like. I don't want to see Rodgers or Brady, to be honest, in the <laughs> playoffs. And those are two quarterbacks that would probably take complete advantage of the playoff situation. Not so they got to go to Tennessee for Thursday. That's going to be a good Thursday night game. It's actually, yeah. They got a gauntlet. Yeah. They actually have a pretty rough stretch because they got Tennessee Eagles and at Chicago. Yeah, I don't know. When Chicago has been having a fun time with their deep, with their offense. But their defense has been piss poor, so Rodgers will probably have a field day. If so, Watson keeps playing like this, like that's what they need. If Watson like pops and is like actually stud, then yeah, they could do it. But that is a tough stretch. I actually I don't think they will. They might no. they make it close, but yeah, we'll see how they respond, especially uh, that is after the Eagles game. Yeah, that's facts. Okay, but yeah, for Dallas. Uh, yeah, I have some concerns. I still think they'll be in the playoffs in the mix, but questions. Um, okay. Do you think Dak Prescott is still as good as Kirk Cousins? <sighs> I yes. I mean, I think there's really Kirk is slightly better right now, but Kirk also has better weapons. You have to be honest about that. So like, yeah. Dak's had better weapons at the past, and he's been better slightly. Like they're very similar. Kirk is up right now, but you know they kind of go back and forth. But they both are moving up the QB rankings because some of the uh, older guys have slipped, like Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson, going into the year, we both had him, I think, comfortably above them. And today we would not. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I wouldn't have him anywhere near him. Which Those rings helped him before. The rings helped him before, but I mean, not he anymore. He played, like, pretty well up until, like, the last two years. Yeah, he did, but I mean, like, it was all right. He never got those MVP votes, and we found out that Pete Carroll, especially this season when we found out all the news about with Pete Carroll and uh, Sherman and all the other defensive players coming out and saying things, it's pretty wild about the whole situation that happened at Seattle. Right after he gets the mega contract, too, in Denver. That is not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're screwed. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's going to be very funny to watch, honestly. And if they pull it off, that'll be even more wild. But I, at this right, right now, at this moment, I have a lot of doubts on that. <laughs> Certainly do. Okay, almost done. Two more games. On to the backup battle. The game of the year, Colt McCoy versus John Wolford. McCoy and the Cards come out 27-17 on top. 
and Cooper Cup goes down for the Rams. The Rams are done, dead, finished. No repeat champs here. They are an absolute disgrace of a Super Bowl champion. The days of hoisting the trophy are long gone. And the Cardinals, you know, they stay alive without Kyler Murray. Um, still don't think they're in a great spot or very good. That's my take on that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, like I said, that whole division, weird completely weird like we started the show with um i dude it's like what's going on the rams are collapsing in a super bowl slump in a way that i never thought would happen i knew they would i knew they would slump hard but not like this but as for the cardinals man they win this game good for you but kyler's hurt and the fact is like i said on uh thursday I don't know if I said it with you too, but they're about to hit that Cliff Kingsbury, you know, slump late in the season where for some reason he can't win games. I mean, this may be a good sign where they might start winning games, you know. Um, Trace McSorley, shout out for him to come out there and ball out and finish the game for Colt McCoy, from Texas legend. So, Hall of Fame backup. Isn't I know. Hall of Fame. Maybe, right? Him and Nick Foles. Um, as for the Rams, though, like I said, this was – like, you know, they didn't have Stafford, sure, concussion protocol. But still, like, this is just getting – don't you think this is getting a little out of hand? That's how I think of it. But shout-out Cardinals winning that little co- – winning the backup coaching battle, you know? Yes, sir. That's big for Cliff trying to keep his job well he did just get all that money okay he's got that extension like even though we we say he's going to get fired like the chances of him getting fired are very slim just because of that extension because he did just get the bag you're right about that okay on to the final game of the week well technically it was the monday night but we talked about that the battle the better california teams niners over the chargers 22 16 but the chargers do cover and Kolb's lock hits. Um, you know, the Niners have a better overall roster right now with the Chargers being depleted. It's a little concerning that uh, the offense has struggled as it has without pieces around him. Herbert has not had too much success. The Niners are, are a good team. I think the Niners will be comfortable. We'll end up being in the playoffs in the NFC, realistically. They'll be in the mix, as will Brady, as will the Eagles and the Giants and the Cowboys and the Vikings and everyone else. So, I think the Niners will be right there. Um, for the Chargers, you know, this has been a very disappointing year. I mean, they have injuries and everything, but still. Uh, do you think Staley is on the hot seat? Is he, do you think he'll get fired? I mean, the rumors are coming up – are kicking up fire. Like, those things are coming up with a lot of heat. I don't know. I couldn't speak right there. But, yes, I agree. Because um, I was already speaking of those rumors about uh, – what is it? Sean Payton already coming up into the talks. And everything, I think we already talked about how the idea of Sean Payton and Justin Herbert and how that would all work out. I mean, I, I, I think about it and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe this hasn't happened yet, but I can definitely see it. But at the same time, I don't want to count Staley out because he is a defensive coach and I like my defense. But at the same time, this might be just the NFL just starting to move on, you know, to the new offensive generation. And when you have a quarterback like Herbert, and yes, their weapons were limited this game. You can't blame them on that, but you have to like make the most of what you got sometimes. So I just I have to consider the injuries, but 
maybe that it's tough it's really tough like i want to say yes but at the same time no but the decision making has been great we i can say that for sure yeah no you're right about that um yeah sean Payne on the chargers man that would just be very high potential electric that could actually help the afc west live up to the hype which also that is another thing afc west um, not to go a different direction with it, but kind of major, major disappointment. We thought this was going to be like the best division ever. And two of the teams just suck horribly. <laughs> and the Chargers yeah. have been great. Yeah, they're still pretty mid. <laughs> and yeah, no, the Niners, you're right, though. They, they do just have a loaded roster, good coach. Um, but a mid quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo did pretty average. Yeah, this that's that's why I really wanted to see Trey Lance this year, what he could do, man. No disrespect to Jimmy and what he has done. Yeah, because I don't know who said it, but they were someone said on one of the shows that I watched today, and they were like, whenever the 40, whenever Jimmy G plays down, the entire 49ers play down. It feels like like that's that's what it feels like. It's like when you, Jimmy G plays like a little average, the 49ers somehow play average. And even though they have the stacked roster. And if somehow Jimmy G goes off, then yeah, the whole entire 49ers roster just is going off. And it's just one of those blowout games that we talk about, you know? But I, yeah. And I just think about like why I was in on Trey Lance. And like, yes, he has played not good, not very well in the hand, well, like three games that he's played and he's barely played any football. The two seasons he's been contracted. Yes, they would have probably lost some. They might have lost some of these games they won with Jimmy G, but he would also be improving and maybe showing you some special stuff. Like Fields, think of how bad Fields was like the first couple weeks of the season. And then he just started. Now he's like, looks like a superstar. I'm not saying Lance would be that, but like he, he could be like giving you some solid upside. So I don't know. He may have been completely terrible forever, but it would have just been more interesting than them with Jimmy G. I feel like I just kind of know what they are. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that being interesting, but you have to remember this roster is also a win-now roster. So, like, the way that it's built, like, you know, there's a lot of players that are just so good on this team, both offensive and defensive, that this roster can reach the Super Bowl if it has a consistently good quarterback. And that's what Jimmy G is supposed to be. He's just supposed to be a consistently good quarterback. And he's doing just enough. You know, there's some games (laughs) where you're like, you know, he can't, but there's also some games where you're like, you need him to step up, and he kind of does it. And I only say kind of because he actually, it's like see, last night, he kind of did it. Like, yeah, they were losing the game, but he pulled out with the victory. So, even though I think they ran the ball to win that game, pretty much. So, yeah, man, Battle of California was pretty interesting because I was hoping for the for the Chargers to pull through with this one to make the AFC West more interesting, but yeah, it is what it is. Right about that, sir. It was a it was certainly a good battle. So, all right, and end of the week stuff here. Now it was a great slate. Um, do you have any anything else you want to get into on the football side of it, or uh, all right, all right. To before we finish up? Hey, Colby, I got week ten little skit segment, little made up, real quick. Love it. Um, I think you might like this one. 
Okay. Um, this was also inspired by the Rich Eisen show for anyone that watches it. I saw this a week ago and I was like, dude, this is a great idea. We should do it for after week 10. So Colby, what are the 10 storylines that you can't tell that you have, that you can't, what are the 10 storylines that you have to tell this season about? So like when you're talking about this season of 2022, That's what are the 10 storylines that you have to tell? You All take right. five, I take five. Okay. Right. Are we ranking them like as the biggest like <clears throat> to start? Yeah, yeah we can go with five. We'll start with five. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you, want, you want me to start or you want to go first? We're starting with the biggest. You start. I, I feel right. like I have the biggest one. So top five storylines for me, starting at number five, which is, you know, not the biggest, just for Colby's clarification as well. <laughs> So for me, it would be Cooper Rush. I think that's not for me. It would be Cooper Rush keeping the Cowboys float. Yeah. Um, I think that one has to be a storyline. Um, he made those Cowboys. We all thought the, he made the Cowboys so relevant when Dak fell down. We all thought the Cowboys season was over. Here they are, six and three, and now Dak's playing questionably mid. So now maybe Cooper Rush question is going to come back up. So my story, my first storyline for number five, that it's going to be Cooper Rush. Okay. I like that. Um, man, there are so many that I could go with here. Um, I, I have some bigger ones that I want to save for the top, but I don't know if you're going to pick them off before I can get to them. But I'm going to go with, I'll, I'll say Tua and his ascent to stardom, basically. I mean, I know there's still questions, but he's lit it up. He's answered a lot of questions. And with Hill and Waddle, like you said, they have a truly dynamic and special offense. And they look to be like, so far, one of the top contenders in the AFC. So I think that's a really good storyline, the Dolphins. All right. All right. I like how you keeping that switch up to the AFC. I'm going to join you with that. And I'm going to go say Russell Wilson's collapse in Denver. I think that's something that we have that we've been talking about every week is how much, how disappointing Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos have been. Now, I think you can tell. 2020 about you can't tell the story of 2020 without russell wilson's collapse because then you're going to look at another good story and be like well what happened over there so that's a good one oil in case you had it on one of yours that's why yeah i mean that was one i would that would be one in my conversation um I mean, I'll say number four. This might be a little early to even say this, but I'll say the Rams just face planning completely on their Super Bowl defense and just being terrible. You hate to have a negative storyline, but that I feel like that's got to be up there. Just how bad the Rams have been right after winning the Super Bowl. Like, that's pretty impressive. This is the worst defending champion in a long time. Yeah, especially when you think about it, like how far they, especially this last game, like this game just, it's just how far have they fallen? When will they win one to bounce back up? Especially when you lose to the Bucs and that game stunk as well. Ugh, anyways. <clears throat> Whew, okay. This is where it's getting a little tough. It is tough. I'm going to go my number three. Give me Brian Dayball and the Giants. Oh, okay. That's a great storyline. Give me some New York football Giants. I think Dayball and the Giants, when we had our questions at the beginning of the season, we were like, dude, Jan Daniel Jones, this might be it, his last season. Can Dayball revive him? We had our doubts, but we did like the hire. And sure enough, the hire is proving its point. So 
I think Dave reviving the Giants is a story you have to tell. Yeah, no, that's good. I'll give you full disclosure. I was hoping for one of my top ones to get like the New York teams collectively, like New York uh, football, just being back. But since you, that's fine. You took the Giants, so I'll just take the Jets for my number three perfect. because. Robert Sala, the defense, he's turned it around. The Jets are respectable. Wilson, there's still questions, but he's winning games. Um, their defense, Robert Sala, man, he, I think this is more of a, a obviously a Sala story. It makes him look like he's a hit at coach. He's got this defense cooking and sauce Gardner, man. He's the best player in the draft. He's already like a top five corner in the league. I mean, you got Stephon Diggs, like top receivers and quarterbacks in the game are just not throwing at him because this dude's mm-hmm. just gone to the league and they're like well don't throw at that kid he's insane like that's remarkable so great job well, by right. the Jets on picking the best player in the draft <laughs> yeah all, all, pretty much already what people are saying the guaranteed defensive rookie of the year which is crazy like, so they don't throw at him in the nfl he hasn't he's not barely been played and they won't throw at him yeah, they already learned their lesson. Ten weeks in, they already learned their already learned their lessons. All right, um, my number two story. Oof. it's gotta be. I really want to say. I really want to say. I gotta say. I'm. Mean, it's gotta be the Raiders. Josh McDaniel, and you had Devontae Adams and all this hype about how this offense is supposed to be so fun and creative and this thing is just a pile of garbage so i'm gonna have to say josh mcdaniels and the teardown of the raiders that's a good one yeah no they're they're horribly bad um that is uh that is insane uh you're right about that um that, that was in my conversation uh i debated to go two or one on this one um but I mean, I'll go with your Minnesota Vikings being eight and one, turning it around in all these close games, thrillers to beat the Bills. Um, the Eagles obviously are up there with you, but you've got your division pretty much on lock. Like, how good can this team be with Kirk Cousins? If they keep playing at one o'clock, they could be the best team ever. If they have to play some night games, we'll see. Um, but yeah, the Vikings are a huge, intriguing storyline. What a season they've had. Remarkable. All right. All right, that's that's a good pick. I, I don't think we would love that pick. Yeah, Not gonna lie, that was my number one. That was the one that was oh, debating. I okay. wanted to say number two. That's why I was like, ah, I don't know if I wanted to say it. Oh. But you know what? I took the risk, and that's what happens when you take the risk. Sometimes you don't get the biscuit. So, Colby, go ahead and take number one since I had number five, and that way you could go ahead and make it a little more challenging for my final story. Okay, well then, yeah, the biggest storyline to me is just Geno Smith, even though he lost this week. Damn it. <laughs> Crazy, yeah, I mean, I figured you would take it, so if you're going to give me both of them, I will. Yeah, no, Geno Smith, what a crazy turnaround from just, like, backup, basically, his career, and now he comes in here and is cooking, and while Russell Wilson's doing terrible, has him first in the West, even after the loss, still very much right there in the mix, still leading the division, Um Geno Smith, I, I could have not seen this coming in a million years. I thought they'd have the number one pick. Was wrong about that. Props to him and props to the Seahawks. That's the biggest storyline to me. All right. My last biggest storyline, I'm glad you took Geno Smith. Because for me, my last biggest storyline is going to be the old quarterback struggling. I thought about that too. Old quarterback struggling early. But yet, here we are week 10, and they both have a chance still. 
So you can't write them off. And here we go. My storyline is can the old QBs still do it one last time? Yeah, old Q. Yeah, I have written down old QB one final ride question mark. So I want to know how this final ride pans out for Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Um, maybe Matt Ryan too, if you want to throw his name out there. But I'm mostly the uh, the first two. <laughs> mostly the first two. So the 12s, man. Let's see if they can get it together. That's my final take on the storylines. Um, dude, this season has been pretty electric, and I feel like we missed out on a few couple, couple other ones. Like we didn't even say the Eagles. Yeah, we didn't even say uh, the Dolphins. Did we say the Dolphins? Yeah, you did. The you said those are first ones. Yeah, we didn't even say the Eagles. Man, we didn't say how Kyler how he let us down this season. That's true. Yeah, we maybe should have had that one. He yeah, has been a major disappointment. Um, let's see. The Chiefs, Mahomes playing without his weapons, without Tyreek, still proving everyone he's still awesome. But I mean, I, I kind of, I think we kind of predicted the NFC South being gross, so I don't see that being a complete storyline. <laughs> That's the only reason why I didn't say that. But uh, I guess I don't know how much time we got left on this Zoom, Colby. About four minutes and some change. Oh, man. Looks like I've got enough time for some final thoughts. Uh, I got a good final thought. All right. What you got? I mean, I you know, I like to go with basketball for mine. So I'm going to say the team I said, my sleeper team, the Sacramento Kings, after a bumpy start, they're now 6-6. Six and six. They've won three in a row, and they just beat the Warriors last night. Uh, De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis uh, appear to play pretty well together. They complement each other nicely, even though it's kind of a weird fit. And – you know, we mean, you know, you. I love to talk about and bang on the Kings for their historically bad record of drafting over the last decade, how it's remarkable how bad it is. But uh, Keegan Murray, the most recent addition, is not going to be another name on that list. He is a stud. He's out there getting buckets. He can defend. He's a nice player. Um, so they got some pieces. They have Malik Monk, Kevin Horder. They got some shooters. They're kind of a fun team. I think they'll be a scrappy playing team. Um and maybe get into the playoffs in the brutal West, like the Kings. Um, I think, man, that's the good final thought. Not gonna lie, I want to stay away from the NBA. Even though the Wolves did just win last night against the Cavs, I don't want to touch them, man. I really <laughs> don't. Um, NBA has been rough for us, man. So let's go ahead with final thoughts. The Vikings, man. <laughs> Keeping the good vibes going. Let me just say, sucks that Kirk Ch- Kirk Chains didn't get the, his change this week, but Papi did deserve it as well. So, great week of football and basketball still doing its thing, staying relevant for the most part. So, there you go, folks. That was a good one. Some good stuff. Always, always, always. Woo. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. If you want more content, follow us on Instagram, where we post weekly pickums and other social media whenever that happens. Also, keep a lookout for our pickums list so you can join in on the takes and all the fun. Peace out.